Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success with you again today. Hello. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) I kind of wonder what it would sound like if we asked ChatGPT to come up with a new introduction for us. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I like the one we've got. Yeah, me too. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, I hope you are as excited as we are about this. Maybe I am. I know about this particular episode (laughs) because we're going to be talking a lot about tagging on to last week. We mentioned the Gallup State of the Work Global Workforce Report levels of engagement. This got my mind thinking like future focused. What is up and coming? What is uh, could be impacting the way in which we do work? And of course, artificial intelligence was the very first thing that came to mind. So let me just ask you both right now. What do you all know about artificial intelligence? Nothing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Enough to form a very rudimentary opinion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know much about it either. You know, I think that we interact with it probably a lot more than what we think we do. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Already. But hey, Siri. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, how it's really going to play out in the future. Gosh, I haven't, I'm not an expert in any of that. So. And that is my goal for today. Let me just say that. So for our listeners out there, we are experts in a lot of things, but this is going to be one where we'd love to hear from you as well as you are are maybe testing out some of these new approaches, these things that are out there. What I want to do is I want to tie this, though, into that concept of engagement, because there is actually a lot of, of articles out there that are suggesting that artificial intelligence in general is one one method of technology uh, that can actually be used to increase levels of engagement in a workplace. And I'm not sure I'm not sure how I feel about it. So I just want to have an open dialogue with you all on that. But I do want to at first kind of address maybe some of the things that people initially think of when they think of artificial intelligence. Because yeah. let's start with the definition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of what we really what we're really kind of talking here about. I'm going to go with the definition that IBM puts out because they are actually kind of leading the force right now uh, when it comes to artificial intelligence. But essentially what we're talking about there is uh, science and engineering of making intelligent machines, so especially intelligent computer programs. And what they're trying to do uh, to use computers to understand human intelligence, but to not confine itself to the methods that are biologically observable. So essentially taking all of the, the knowledge and the thought patterns and the processes and all of that out of like the human brain into robots, <laughs> into computer programs mm. to do a lot of that um, rational, logical reasoning uh, pieces for us in a lot of ways. So chat GPT, I mentioned that at the beginning, is one of the uh, one of the forms uh, of artificial intelligence. That's, of course, you know, going and being able to ask questions and, and getting blog articles or essays written if you're trying to, uh, you know, put together a, a story or an essay or something like that. But there's a lot of different pieces. So I'm not going to, because I'm not an expert in it, I won't touch, but I would encourage people to to really explore 
because there's at least three different areas of artificial intelligence. It's not just like writing code in a program that does this. Um, there's actually like a cognitive element to it as well, which is kind of eerie to me. But I, IBM, great resource when you're looking up anything. So it would. So so if I would just say something like it's algorithms attempting to think like humans, is that kind of what we're talking about? Yeah, um, but not like humans. Uh, they're actually trying to think in a more advanced way than humans and they're also yeah they're also trying to uh, eliminate the elements of human just human nature things so for example biases that we might have obviously your your programs your robot won't develop that element they're going to just take the data for what it's worth and that's it's interesting to me in in different ways um We'll talk more about that as we talk about ways that they're trying to use AI for engagement pieces. But yes, yes, I think that was a good definition too, Dewey. It's, you should write a blog article oh, on that. Oh, heavens no. I, I don't know much <laughs> about this one, but um, it's just a little scary, right? Um, when I think about the possibilities that AI could probably have, I'm sure it probably comes with some really um, exciting new opportunities, but it also probably comes with some scary kind of uh, things that we could see out there if are these programs are these computers uh replacing Hmm. um the idea of human thought um and and that that can be a bit scary yeah well and to that point there's actually a a survey that came out um, a report by the investment bank goldman sachs that said that ai could actually replace the equivalent of 300 million full-time jobs wow that is scary now What I will tell you on the side of the developers of AI, they're saying that that's not our goal. Our goal is to actually supplement AI into places that it can um, expedite efficiency and um, like automation processes and some of those other things. And so using it as a tool, not a replacement. Right. And I would think that if a whole new technology would open up, that even though they say that we might lose 300 million full-time jobs, would there be new jobs as a result of AI mm. that would replace those? Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of something to consider as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think the, the scary, not, yeah, I'm just going to say it. I, I think there is some fear in this, you know, every everything we talk about as a team is about that human element. Mm-hmm. And and what the workplace is actually missing is that humanness. And so how much of what we've been talking about and what, you know, Gallup surveys and Deloitte and, and all of these places are suggesting is that we're missing that in our workspaces. Um, and so even though AI might be able to detect or, you know, things that aren't biologically observable, you know, that is missing that piece of intuition Mm -hmm. that's helping make those decisions. So as we talk about artificial intelligence, I know one of the things that we also talk a lot about is emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, you know, where is the balance and are we running into a space where we might rely too much upon. Mm. I mean, we're already battling that now. Yeah. We rely a lot on our technology as a replacement for, you know, family dinner. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, now we're sitting around. I, I see people all the time in restaurants, you know, couples out and they're just glued to their phones the whole time mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. 
So now you can have a relationship, you know, with your technology. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and to your point, I mean, there are obviously being an educational institution, there's a lot of concerns um, related to like specifically chat GPT and how it will allow students the opportunity to essentially say, I need a 400 word essay on, you know, Abraham Lincoln, and it will generate this for them. And so where is the per- sense of, of personal responsibility of credibility of, um, you know, being able to actually think for yourself there there there's a, is a lot of fear and so i think it's appropriate to to mention those pieces well let's say this though okay so somebody does and has i mean i taught back in the early 2000s um and there was always a program where you could copy and paste into this program and it would bring up like plagiarism mm-hmm. and hotspots. Mm-hmm. Turnitin.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I mean, yeah. if you, you know, if AI produces this 400 word, literally copy and paste it, the whole thing will light up. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. The whole thing. So at that point, you know, what's acceptable? What is it replacing when you think of replacing thought. And I, I know some young people that are relying on it to produce their outputs mm-hmm. instead of putting in the work mm-hmm. to produce it themselves. Well, yeah. And that, and that to me comes from a creative standpoint. Yeah. Well, and that brings up something interesting to me because does it matter as long as we're getting the outcome? You know, right. um, does it matter that um, is being done by this algorithm or by this computer program rather than uh, somebody who's sitting there thinking about it? Um, as long as we're getting the outcome, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question, but it certainly poses an interesting I think the, dilemma. Yeah. No, I absolutely, absolutely agree. I, I think the hard thing to reconcile in my mind is that this person is claiming like responsibility for this creative output mm-hmm. or, you know, and I'm not speaking of anyone specifically. I'm just thinking if if you just type it in and out comes this design and then you're like, oh, look, boss, what I made. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just... Yeah. You know, so if we know that that person really just used AI, then we can release that person and just use AI. Yeah. Why, like, we, why do we need yeah, them? I don't know. I don't know. Does it yeah. go to someone's integrity? That's what I was just saying, an ethical dilemma. Yeah. That's theirs. That isn't theirs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And how much of this is based on predictive? Like, I think that's the P in GPT, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is that it's it's predictive of what would be next. And that is also a little bit, you know, um, curious, mm-hmm. you know, because our perspectives are temporary. And so how I might be feeling in this moment, by the time I get to my car, you know, I could totally be having a whole nother perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and that prediction has already set in motion that algorithm that you talk about mm-hmm. that might then position people in a whole different yeah. ball game. I told you all, and I was so determined to uh, figure out this movie before we came on the show today, because immediately as you were talking about this, th- I thought back to the 1980s film Demolition Man, mm. right? And uh, if you've watched the, the movie, you'll know that Sylvester Stallone comes back in, I don't remember what the year was, but uh, in the future, and everything is really, um, really based on artificial intelligence. There's robots as police officers now, and, and I remember at one scene in particular, 
particular, he's like going up to the ATM and he's like, he gets frustrated because it doesn't do what he needs it to do because it's a new style of ATM and, and it spits out like a coin or something. And he's like, what do I do with this? And so uh, he starts pushing the button too much. And one of the, the robot police off, sir, you are too aggressive, sir, calm down, please, sir. You know, like, and so to that, that predictive kind of space, uh, again, there's no sense of, of intuition there. And somebody's just a little frustrated at an ATM machine versus taking him in handcuffs and away, putting him in a car, you know, because he was becoming too overly aggressive. And so there, there are, you're right, there are certainly pieces that would be alarming. And to your point, Ray, you were talking about using that as kind of a, a predecessor or to decision-making, there's articles out there that talk about using AI to really increase engagement. And one of the pieces is being able to um, get real-time feedback. And so, for example, it talks about using uh, emails or even if you use like a collaboration tool like Slack and say there's certain words that are frequent on there or certain emojis that are being used um, frequently, this, this AI software program is able to come through and to, to kind of get the general sense or sentiment of what's going on in Ray's day today, what's going on in Dewey's day today, what's going on in overall as a team, you know, how is this affecting, what's our morale like? And to me, that is alarming for everything you just said. Yeah. How, how does it read sarcasm? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. how many times are we like, LOL or UGG or, you know, we put in a weird face because first of all, that's the first face that popped up, you know, and I click on it. But how how does it read that? I mean, we hardly can read that in each other's. Yeah. Not emails. to mention the feeling of invasiveness, you know, that that kind of spurs in me, you know, somebody mm-hmm. watching over me, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of computer program kind of watching over me. That 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 is somewhat concerning to me. Yeah. Well, you know, there's actually a lot of organizations out there since we're there's a lot more places that are doing fully remote work or a hybrid approach to work um, where there's been programs created that sit on your desktop. It's like an actual program and it's always running in the background and it's taking screenshots of your screen like throughout the whole day to determine whether or not you're actually working. Wow. And then it like puts all the data together and provides it back to the the leaders of the organization. That is not a company I would work for. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Clearly. Agreed. Clearly. Because already you've established the thing, we're going to hire you, but we don't trust you. Right. So even though you're producing good work and meeting your goals, um, you weren't at your desk from 12 to, you know, one thirty. Mm-hmm. Mm, so, yeah, <laughs> right. right. Like, that would not be a company I yeah. would work for. So, but when you think about, you know, maybe the more positive side of AI, right? They, what it can do mm-hmm. for businesses um, and how those things then might affect employee engagement. Certainly, I can see how AI can probably speed up, you know, automated processes and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, probably and uh, maybe help with that kind of thing. So those processes that employees have to work that might be cumbersome or constantly break down, you know, AI might be able to kind of help improve those particular processes. But what other areas um, would you would AI kind of help yeah. out with businesses 
that might relate to employee engagement. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Dewey. Like that is one of the biggest pieces, obviously, you know, and again, I, I mentioned that the developers of AI are really, they're not looking at it as, as a replacement tool for people. They're looking at it as a way to really improve efficiency, effectiveness of teams uh, so that getting the things done that don't have to be done by humans is done. So you can focus on the human piece, on the workplace culture and the things that we often, um, those menial tasks kind of bog us down by. So there are a lot of benefits and one you mentioned automating those business processes, um, gaining insights through data analysis. I think I mentioned last week to you all, like, I'm not a numbers person. So that's kind of exciting to me that I don't I don't necessarily have to be that I could potentially use some you know program with artificial intelligence and be able to analyze data in a way that I didn't previously do. So like that cognitive insight, um, maybe identifying your particular customers who are most likely to buy again, um, thinking about um, automating targeting of digital ads, right? Or for me, like newsletters. And so being able to think through that and what will that look like? Who's most likely to open an email if I send it to them? I mean, those are things that I spend time analyzing now on a manual basis. And it would be easier to speed up processes like that to gain that insight through those data. And then uh, the the last piece to it, so it's the three big business needs, uh, is engaging with customers and employees. We know that we're in a space where there's just not enough people anymore. So you've probably been on a website where the little chat bot comes up in the bottom right hand corner. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name is Winston. How can I help you today? You know, and so those little avatars are supposed to create a sense of of service, a sense of, of, you know, importance to the customer like we care about you and and speed, which we know speed and, and ease are two big requests from customers when we look at like the big scope of customer service. Um, really getting it done quick and and make it as easy as possible for me. So artificial intelligence has been able to do that. Now, you know me. <laughs> Anytime you can remove emotion from a situation, <laughs> I'm good with it. However, I mean, if I were just to tell you, Brianna, well, you know, talk to the Winston, um, you know, he'll feed you all the personal emotional connection you need and he's operating on my behalf. Like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And and learning to rely on that as opposed to, you know, doing the work yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um I, I still and I know they're not saying like turn our world over to AI. Um it will be a slow process. <laughs> However <laughs> Will it though? Will it be a slow process? It will. I mean, because we're seeing so many um, you know, examples of it now, you know. So well, and that's probably what will be slow about it is that we won't even know these things are happening or that that's that's what was used to replace, you know, grandma's knee was, you know, no doctors had a hand in any of that, you know, kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. we won't even yeah. know that. Yeah. Get on WebMD, right? And you start to diagnose yourself uh, just based on an algorithm, right? Yeah. There was, <laughs> there was a, a note in my doctor's <laughs> office. This has been a couple of years ago, though, and it was very nicely printed and framed. It said, please don't confuse your 15 minute Google search with my 15 year, <laughs> you know, uh, intensive degree program or something like that. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, okay. So you bring up another good point there and just totally off the cuff thinking about that. Does it diminish? You know, I I mentioned to y'all before, I'm a first, first gen college student. Like it, it was a huge accomplishment to be able to gain that degree and, you know, and to do the things I do. And now, uh, you know, broadcast journalism was my background. So I would write news stories. Now you have chat GPT that can essentially write a news story for you. And so it really almost diminishes 
a little bit of the achievement or, you know, even the feeling of, of success that, that I, you know, Spend the, the pride, yeah, the pride yeah. that you, you feel related to a certain, you know, um, uh, grit or perseverance in something. Mm-hmm. And so that, that is something I'd never actually considered is, is how it can kind of diminish those, those, that sense of, of pride. Well, and if if we're thinking that we're relying more on that and people are struggling to thrive in a work environment and now they don't even need that that feeling mm-hmm. of achievement by accomplishing a hard task, you know, how much more likely are they to respond even further in that my day is stressful or, um, you know, I feel you know, anger, whatever those other measurements of emotions are, because now they don't even have to give of themselves when purpose and meaning is something that so many of us look for our jobs to provide. Right. Mm-hmm. And now right. AI, I can just push a button and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is it going to divide us? You know, um, I, I think we're on this planet for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, as humans. Mm-hmm. We're on this planet for a reason. And so I, I do. I feel there's opportunities, but Use them does that mean we need to take advantage of, of all, them all? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if that's a- Use them sparingly. You're right. Everything, everything in balance, you know, because there are other things on this list when we talk about ways that they're suggesting AI can actually enhance engagement. I mentioned earlier the real time feedback, right? So being able to distinguish certain language and emails or emojis, those kinds of things, but also being able to, th- this is what scares me. I mean, they're talking about using this in learning and development, you know, being able to pinpoint which employees have potential. I mean, what? Like, yeah. how do you, how do you define that? Yeah. How do you, yeah. in the motivation, it's even suggesting yeah. motivational factors, being able to identify who has the most potential for hard skills, soft skills, um, and who's most motivated. What are their factors of motivation? Wow. That, that's, that's kind of scary. That feels yeah. intrusive. I'm going to use your word earlier. That feels intrusive to me. <laughs> well, we're all motivated. I mean, isn't that what you say, Dewey? We're all motivated. We all are, but, uh, but to yeah, have a computer to, to tell me what, how I'm motivated, um, how accurate that may be, um, you know, how is it determining yeah, that? I, interesting. You know, yeah. Interesting. And then the uh, one of the other ways it mentions is that this one I found intriguing as well, because we, we do we've already done this like as a team here at MTI. But uh, now we're going to make it easy. So team composition, how can you put together the most optimal team? Right. So thinking through being able to use AI to figure out, OK, who would work best together to accomplish this goal, the the fastest, the quickest, you know. And so to me, that goes back to like what we sit down and do as a team and taking assessments and talking through our assessments, leveraging each other's talents. Um, You know, we already do that, but we do it in a way that is connected. Like we're actually having conversations about it. We're learning more about each other. To me, there's a sense of engagement in that piece Mm -hmm. where you're removing that a little bit by just let's put in the numbers, the computer. Oh, okay. All right. It did it all for us, team. Here's what we're going to do, you know. And that's it. I don't know. It doesn't take into account the season of somebody's life. Right. Health. Right. Other factors that might be. Affecting their motivation in that moment. Right. Right. I, you know, in all of those, those ways that you mentioned in those three big business areas, I definitely see like sparks, you know, where I'm like, oh, that would be super cool. Mm -hmm. And I think Dewey, you mentioned it, you know, if it, if it does 
replace or somehow morph a job of someone's because of increased use of AI? How is it then creating other jobs that we haven't even thought of yet? Right. That now is open due to AI. But then I still there's a human element. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't know to what expectation the people have for the balance between AI and human. And what is the motivation of the people who are creating these systems, (laughs) right? I mean, if they're trying to define my motivation, what is their motivation? How do we know that their motivation is altruistic? Mm, Um, You know, or they're not using it for evil purposes. It's predictive. Yeah. People that, you know, it's kind of, you know, we, how many of us shop on Amazon? Right. And then when it says, well, if you bought this, maybe you'd also like this. Mm-hmm. And I love that feature because it just sucks me in. <laughs> and before you know it, I'm buying like a 60 pack of light bulbs, you know, when I went in looking for, you know, toilet paper, you know, whatever. But the predictive nature mm-hmm. of this. I'm concerned about the dependency of it. You know, we, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, you know, t- to to that point, you know, uh, of relying on it so much that it supplements us actually doing our own thinking or buying extra things that we didn't <laughs> need on Amazon. Or in my case, like I, I think I, I told you all this. I was so excited when my, my husband got me the, the iWatch for Christmas last year. I haven't had one before. I was a little nervous at first. I used to say I'd never have one, but it has this little feature. And when I'm washing my hands, it actually counts down from 20 for me. So like, I don't even have to think about counting to 20 when I wash my hands now. And when I don't have it on, I feel like something's missing. Like there's an element of almost dependency. Like I know how to wash my hands for 20 seconds, but it's just like, and I'll go back to something you referenced a long time ago, Ray, on on an episode, you know, Steve Jobs created something we didn't even know we needed in the iPhone, right? So now we rely on that. Mm And so how much, going back to the motivational pieces, how much are some of the developers really hoping that this creates a sense of dependency? Um, And that's a little scary. Yeah. And if something else is doing the thinking for me, how engaged am I? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... I don't know, like I said, I don't want to come across like I'm totally anti-AI. I've been super on a yes, kick about yes, AI recently. Um, but I really want to, for you all out there, our listeners, I want to kind of give you both sides of the spectrum as we kind of think through that. And I want you to think for yourself, right? Don't yeah. enter don't enter this into chat GPT right now. Um, but, but really consider what can we use to leverage um, maybe that extra layer of engagement. So thinking of through those processes, we might be able to automate using AI. Great. You know, but then what are some pieces maybe we would leave to the side that just wouldn't wouldn't work for our team? Yeah. And every the, team's going to be different. Yeah. Or some of the unintended consequences that of we course. don't think of, of course. Uh, if we implement um, some of these kind of artificial intelligence systems, especially those that are really affecting our employees. Yes. Yes. So as we start wrapping up here, I can't believe it, y'all. We did cover almost 30 minutes here on on this and not being experts in it by any means. Um, final thoughts? or as I we- would just really encourage everybody to um, uh, maybe start looking at this particular topic. You yeah. Know, do, educate yourself about AI and... Um, or get someone on your team. Yeah, like educate. Brianna. <laughs> um, uh, to, uh, yeah, but I think that that's an important thing. And, you know, it's not going away. I think it's going to continue to... Um, we're going to continue to use AI more and more and more in the future. So I think the more that you can educate yourself about it, I think probably the better. 
Absolutely. And all, all change is scary. We know that. Sure. And, you know, sometimes we take dysfunction over uncertainty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. You know, look up, as I often say, look up and see what's going on and recognize where you might be able to um, leverage it or, mm. you know, where are you intentionally going to stay away from it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, what I learned the most in this process, because when I thought of artificial intelligence and specifically thinking about my my day to day and the responsibilities I have, that's all I thought about. I wasn't thinking beyond the scope of that until I put together this series for us on engagement. And I thought, is there a way that AI is helping engagement? So think about the possibilities that you haven't even thought about yet, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because there there might be those things that there's articles out there you can read on it and, and it might have not been something that had even crossed your mind until right. you just poked it into Google. Right. right, so. right now, I, I would, <laughs> you asked the AI to talk about I the did, AI. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. It, right now, I would consider us in the phase of um, conscious incompetence. Yes. Of course. Right? Absolutely. We're aware absolutely. of what we absolutely do not know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we encourage you all. If you all are familiar in this space, please let us know. We'd love to chat with you. I'd love to have you on the Absolutely. podcast because um, this is is very exciting to me, very intriguing to me. Uh, and so um, let us know, MTI at Missouri.edu. Next week, we're going to close out this particular series. Um, my friends, we're going to close it out because we're getting ready to come up on our 100th wow. podcast episode. Uh, so next week's going to be short and sweet. Wrap it up. This concept of what other technology platforms have been helpful in improving engagement. Uh, and then we'll take a week break and come back for our 100th celebration. So um, thank you all for listening very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, until next time, go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Yes.